0: Gus looks take awesome. He's peeled. You know, he was peeled. That's a six he weeks post show, these pictures? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's that's impressive, man. And, and I I love hearing the discipline part. The only thing that the old man in me that has to bring up to any young guy coming up is make sure you're taking all the things you said you love about bodybuilding and applying them to other areas of your life so you can make sure you're successful. Mm. You know, business, school, whatever it is, yeah. to make sure you have a way to pay for bodybuilding. Um, and and if it works out that you can go full time and just bodybuild, that's great. But I really hate to see someone that has a great future because you're driven and have the mindset to do this. Make sure you're applying that to other areas as well, so you can be a success both in a physique and in life. You know. Hey everybody, welcome to it's just bodybuilding. I'm
1: Big Ron Partlow, and of course, Dusty Hanshaw, the producer, Scott McNally. We're happy to be here. I almost didn't make it, but I made it. Remember, Mm. like, share, subscribe, comment, and...
0: Ring the bell.
1: There we go. Um, Remember, Think Big Bodybuilding, Patreon. Yes. Keep your producer homed. Keep the ball rolling. Your, um, Your cup of coffee...
2: Fund really helps, and I want to say briefly that uh, thank you, especially to new Patreon members Chris, Josh, Christian, Brian, Travis, and Keith. You guys are all the the latest Patreon subscribers, so thank you very much. I really appreciate it.
1: Damn, appreciate that, guys. And remember, Patreon questions—you know—we really try to prioritize those. And then YouTube, obviously, that's the best place to ask us questions. Easiest for Scott. Stuff doesn't get lost in our DMs. People always send me. I'll find a DM. I know, and it'll be like, "Hey, um, you know, I love the podcast. You know, blah blah." And then they'll ask like three questions, but I'm like, "This DM's like two months old."
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. I used to tell them like, "Hey, I'll. I promise I'll get it on the show," and then I forget, you know, because I'm yeah. sc- scattered, so like, scrambling I take last screenshots minute
1: shots sometimes, and I try yeah. to remember them that way, you know what I mean? But it's hard to hard, man. Just put them on YouTube. Because yeah. then you see them. Yes. And like they're all like easy.
2: And so. I have a new thread on Patreon. We got a couple from there today too.
1: Okay, cool. Okay.
2: oh, I have so, a physique, another physique critique, by the way.
1: Oh, okay. We so we'll can do that. that later. So quick chat before we go to our opening topic. Um, the re- the response to our uh, watch party videos has oh, been yeah. spectacular. Like where are we at now? That Kevin Levrone one,
2: it's like over six thousand in a day or, or two. I think it was like one day got up to almost six thousand. Which is really,
1: crazy. Uh, yeah. really to ha- happy to see the numbers. Like you know, thank you guys for watching and sharing stuff. And didn't there wasn't there a lot of shares on that on the Ronnie and the Kevin? Isn't that one of the reasons why the views are up?
2: Yeah, it and and for whatever reason, it's you know obviously different than our regular podcast stuff. Um, it's getting caught up in the algorithm more. It's getting in like the recommended videos for people, um, right? You know, so a lot of people are are seeing those, and they they keep telling us like they're giving us suggestions, and I love that. Like everybody, yeah, yeah. And, and here's what we had: either we have people that one remembered all these videos and they freaking love them, or two, we've had people that are like, "Hey, I've never seen this before," you know,
1: right? Which is right. crazy yeah 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 that's cool so yeah thank you for that but yeah the uh watch party vids are fun we we gotta we gotta like um we gotta do a bunch of classic videos like we we're talking about what are we talking about doing some like old olympias and
2: yeah
1: it's all that stuff it would be fun yeah you know gotta do maybe blood and guts
2: maybe we'll oh, we can't not do that yeah. one
1: <laughs> dusty you're He's on mute Dusty's muted.
2: I just I
0: just had the visual in my head too uh, do you remember I think it's the ninety-seven Olympia? Was that the last one Dorian did, right? Where they yeah. they film them walking from backstage up the backstage stairs.
1: Backstage up the
0: stairs. Oh yeah. I, I could do a, a review just on Dorian's traps. <laughs> yeah. He was walking. Um, I remember I, I that was like one of yes. my first videos I ever saw, and I'm like, what? is
1: that there there's the, that that shot is in a couple there that shot's not uncommon if you go back and watch all of them mm-hmm. they, they've got they do that on some but yeah I know what you mean the 97 one with Dorian just at his biggest oh, scary. um you know very biggest ever heaviest body weight ever on stage you know so uh so yeah it's quite the sight you know oh yeah reminds me of I I think I told it once I'll tell a quick story before we go uh into the main topic but Reminds me of um when my, my buddy John said when he did the 2003 Olympia. He was standing, there was like a tunnel before you kind of go around the corner and go out on stage. Yeah. And he'd already gone out and done his posing routine, right? And he was just taking it all in. You know, I'm at, I'm at the Olympia, holy shit, you know? And he's just taking it all in. And, and uh, so he wanted to stand like by the tunnel and just watch everyone go on and come off and just watch the show from there, right? And uh, Arnold and Jim Mannion, We're standing beside him. And Ronnie Coleman, 2003, Mm. walked past them, turned, and he got this crazy silhouette of light as he walked out the tunnel onto the stage. Yeah. And he he said, Arnold looked at Jim Mannion and he goes, Times have changed.
3: (laughs) Yes, they have.
0: Yes, they have.
1: (laughs) And then some. (laughs) Yeah. And he said it was like that crazy shot, you know, with the light just bursting past oh, yeah. him as he walked out. I, yeah, he said it was just Arnold just shook his head as he fuck. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. What's the opening topic, Scott? You had something lined up for us.
2: Uh, we had a fun one here. This is uh uh I don't know where it's at in my my stack of quick, questions. Quick sidebar. Is. Yes.
1: Quick sidebar. Is. Is I
2: had to rush.
1: Yeah. I got I got in for an MRI this morning cuz I had a cancellation.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And so I had to get up really early and my weekend was crazy. So I had like four hours of sleep. So Ooh. I got up really early and I had to drive like an hour across Vancouver to get an MRI. Which was like so,
2: literally a half mile away, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have to eat some toast while we're going. So oh, I, yeah. I, I don't think I eat on the show much. Go ahead. Letting we you guys know. We appreciate that. Okay. So I'm here's the question.
2: And this is an important one, I think. And he had, he does preface it saying a serious question. Scott, how would a dialed in dusty Hanshaw actually do in a 1970s Mr. Olympia? I think he could cause problems because uh because structure aside, uh those legs and back would be a force. Gentlemen I have to, to say
0: immediately that i'm so thankful for viewers that will do anything to give me a shot at any olympia we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go back 11 years before your birth dusty
2: yeah bring
0: you back in time when you're loaded on drugs that didn't even exist Just for you to <laughs> have a fighting chance to not be the absolute worst bodybuilder up there. I mean, I appreciate done five, five, that. Why have I used a Cerro Stem in 1972? Yeah, the, yeah. the equipment <laughs> yeah. I'm using, the information. Yeah. I got all this stuff, right,
3: Technology. that I get to go back
0: yeah. in time with and come back with, and I'm still, like, you know, fighting for dear life. I yeah. love it. So I appreciate him finding a way. My mother is somewhere smiling down going someone found a way dusty's not the worst that's crazy. yeah yeah <laughs> my favorite part about it my favorite part about it was the sort
1: of like the the little like you know he's obviously a fan but yeah he's still yeah. he's still right off the bat just stuck the knife in structure aside
0: <laughs> how do you think he would do with those legs and back uh, Aside from looking like a like Kenmore refrigerator, one of do you think it friends, would go? <laughs> one
3: of those
1: friends that walks up and puts his arm around you and says, you know, you're a good guy, and then just slides a blade right into your gut.
0: <laughs> but you know what? That's, that's proof that our listeners are our friends because that's how you keep things rolling. You know, it's like the other day I, I went and watched this kid pose you know, and he's with- lost 90 pounds for a show. Wow. So it, my buddy, John goes, man, he looks good, huh? I'm like, yeah, he's really coming in. And the kid standing right there. He goes, too bad. He's still so damn ugly. And I'm like, there it is. <laughs> like, you don't want to let it go pure compliment. You got to remind them. Who yeah. They are, so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Definitely. You know, it's, uh, it's always nice when there's like a kind of backhanded,
0: you know, a little bit, little, you got a rib. Go the forehand with me. It's fine. We all know. That. Right. Um, right. <laughs> Okay,
1: I think
2: this is my personal favorite shot of Dusty Ron. This this one here, that's like a classic, you know. That's a Junior
1: USA
0: win, right? Junior Nationals, yep.
1: Junior Junior Nationals, Nationals.
2: okay. Yes,
0: that was uh, that that was was actually a great uh, moment for me because it was my first show with Chris, and I was dialed in. I knew I was dialed in really, really well, you know. So you're like you're backstage and you're just chilling, and I stayed totally covered up, and everyone's like getting ready. Yeah. And, and finally, uh, Sally, who worked with RX Muscle, that's why it's tagged there. She goes, hey, I got to go out in front. She goes, can you please just peel down and give me one shot real quick? And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So I just peeled down real quick and I hit that shot. And she literally, like, she had the camera up and she moved it to the side. And she goes, holy
2: shit.
3: And then took the picture. <laughs>
0: and she goes, I understand why you're relaxed and walked away. And I never, I didn't see the picture until after pre-judging. I looked
2: and I was like, Chris, what did you do to me? Did you know you were going to, did you know you were going to win that though? Like walking into that or you, did you have any idea? I was pretty, I was pretty sure that morning. because Chris I knew, I look remember. at the
1: picture. Yeah. 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 Chris would have I mean, known. Chris would have been, Chris would have slept till noon that day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a fun weekend of learning. I mean, literally learning for now, my clients, what happens when, it's just smooth sailing all the way in, and learning the secrets of carb ups, which is eat the mm. same thing you've been eating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the tricks peak week,
2: you know. Peak week so, Yeah, that was awesome. The
1: less I change,
2: the better they look. Oh yeah. When For was sure. the? When was this one from? Hold on a second. This one here.
0: It's a little fuzzy. That was that was, uh, that was six weeks later at the USA's.
2: Oh okay. Yeah. Damn. And, that one, and that one was good.
0: flam dunks. That was good because it was. Uh, Chris kept me like really full all the way through. Yeah, uh, like I'm and watery and everything. So when I went to weigh-ins, I looked terrible. And oh, I, that was that My show. pictures went up and everybody went off about it. And then uh, Chris was like, "We're fine." And I woke up the next day and I think I was 14 or 16 pounds lighter the next morning.
2: <laughs> Holy it, crap! We were good to go. So, <laughs> do you remember?
1: So come on now, let's let's talk shop here. Do you remember what you did for water for both of those? Because, I mean, I worked with Chris for like 10 shows. So, I mean, I got, you know, I know what we did, but.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember. Exactly. So, because I was so hungry, I was drinking like two and a half, three gallons a day the whole time. Yeah. And he was like, all right, keep that rolling. And then um, on Tuesday before the show, uh, he started Aldactone. Okay. And we did Aldactone one in the morning, one in the afternoon. and just kept the water going. Yeah. And then, uh, that, so the, the, the show was actually on Saturday or Friday at the USA's. So Wednesday we cut the water down to a gallon. Okay. Uh, right from three to one, which is, was a huge drop Thursday. We, we kept, we actually bumped it back up a little bit. So it was like a gallon and a half at the USA's. And then at Thursday after weigh-ins, he said, all right, where are we at? And, And cause he had told me to do like a gallon and a half. And I was like, right about a gallon. And he's like, never mind. Um, Eight ounces per meal for the next four meals. Okay. So we started doing that. And then remember that the way it's done there in the, in the USA is, is the show's still at, essentially at night for us, pre-judging. Yeah. Yeah. So all day, the next day, it was just eight ounces with all the way through. But Thursday night, we took a half a diazide and I did, had no idea that that would ring me out. Like it was one of those things where I, you wake up and I'm sure you've been here, Ron, where... Like I woke up so many times <laughs> that finally like on my fifth time to the bathroom, it was like a long hallway bathroom where you walk in and the bathroom is kind of at the end on the right. I was walking back out and I was like, you know what, Let me just look. So I flipped the light on. I turned and just hit like a most muscular like that picture. And I went, Oh, we're yeah. fine. And then I went to sleep and Chris didn't have me wake up until I woke up. Okay. So I slept until extra yeah, like rest. Yeah. You know? And then when I woke up, like I came in and I knew, cause you know how this, he does this run. He goes, hit that shot. And he just looks at it and he goes, ah, all right, go over there and hit it. And he's moving you all <laughs> over the room. And then I'm, I'm so I'm like, this is only my second show with him. I go, what are we doing? He goes, I'm just trying to see if there's any light that this doesn't look good. <laughs> I was like, all right. So that, that was the only picture we, we took that morning just to kind of see it. and Cause I didn't really know what he was looking at. I'm like, Okay. But yeah, so he did th- those two shows. We used Aldactone for both. Okay. Which not many people know how to use Aldactone correctly. It's uh, it's a slippery slope if you do it wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it worked out well, apparently. You're yep. muted, Ron.
1: I was just saying too much Aldactone can really be a problem.
0: Oh, real yeah. fast. I yeah. never use Aldactone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, now nah, we're good. I know how to pull it out without, you know,
1: I I've, I've used it with people and they've looked fantastic. I used it myself and won an overall. Mm-hmm. I used a bit of it when I won both of my nationals. Yeah. Cause I was just, I don't use it myself with clients very often at all, ever, like hardly ever, but I don't yeah. know. Sometimes I think there's a stress hormone uh, element to it. A, a small dose for a few days. Like some people are real stress cases, or you think they're, yeah. you know, they got like really watery ankles or something like that. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like maybe just a couple of days on a bit of that can just, you know, you never know if they're all Dolstro is it's just like, you know, up for some reason or. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, that's crazy, man. You looked awesome. Yeah.
0: You looked awesome. Looked great. I
1: think that look, that look would be, can you imagine if that look walked on stage and like, so what'd you weigh there? Like 235?
0: Yeah, it was like lo- like high two thirties in the in both of those shows.
1: So we the were there. So you're two hundred and thirty eight pounds at what five, ten? Ten,
0: yeah. So back then I would have been very big.
1: You would have been <laughs> huge. What and, would what
2: would and, Arnold have been?
1: Six two, two thirty, 230,
2: two thirty five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot bigger than.
1: Yeah. You would have been so hard to them.
2: Oh yeah. They, they wouldn't get that in
1: my, especially from the back like yeah, here's that back, the back shot, shot would just been too much like they might have like marked you down or something
0: yeah. that was like that was from 11 so this was actually like 5 weeks out oh no kidding yeah
1: god damn yeah, like, it i
0: those you what you had me bananas for that that show like that was the show which i've talked about many times is the only time i actually overdieted and yeah. uh I didn't realize it, but the, the 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 note that I should have caught was one day I needed to lower the pad on the lat pulldown one notch lower than it had ever been.
3: Oh. And it never registered
0: to me. Like, I didn't get shorter. <laughs> so there's only one reason that that would go down, and it's because your legs are shrinking. Yeah. So somewhere between that pick and the – it's funny, but, like, I really do believe, especially knowing who won, had that show been, like, two weeks after those pictures, I probably would have won. And no one would have known my name because I would have won that show, disappeared as a pro because I wasn't going to be a good pro. And then it would have been over. But having years of like knocking on the door, and I think Ron can attest to this, it puts you on the map of existing. Because I would have turned pro, done a pro show a year or so later and got smacked, Hmm. do it again, get smacked. So instead I had, what would that be? I was 11. So I had three more years as an amateur constantly placing yeah. Um. That kind of let people know I existed. And that's why I feel bad for people who, air quote, get lucky and get an a, a easy pro show win. You know, pro qualifier. Yeah. I'm like, oh, your career just ended and you don't know it. Yeah. Like it's it's fun to chase the win. Like when I turned pro, I go, oh, that's it. Like I knew, like I'm never going to compete even at a you know class three pro show. I'm not as good as these guys. So those. Four years of like really trying at the national level were fun. Like you're going in to win every time, getting edged out, whatever. I really wish more people would understand that those close calls, that's good fortune because you're still in the mix. I um I really believe that like the, if I would have
1: turned pro in '07 when I won my class when I won the super heavies in '07 and then I didn't win the overall, yeah. And if I would have got my pro card, because it was like, you know, I mean, I could have easily won that show. I mean, a lot of people tell me they're like, "That was a close. That was a close. That was crazy. That was a crazy overall, right?" Mm-hmm. So let's say I won it in 07. Well, then what? There's no, mm-hmm. Facebook had just come out, so like, right? You you know, it wasn't we, the fitness industry as we know it didn't exist in two thousand seven. Yeah. You know, no, what it was I mean? a different and world. I would have just been a another Canadian pro card that. No one really ever, you know what I mean? This would have been nothing, but I stayed amateur for Jesus, another eight years, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and just pounded away with everyone, you know, talking about me at national level and my, you know, and like mutant being able to use me in Canada because everyone in Canada kept my name, everyone kept knowing me in Canada. Cause you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it just made mm-hmm. everything just like, like, you know, I've said it many times. I would never, ever change anything about that.
2: That's cool. You know,
1: cause that's the old, like everything I have is because I was a bodybuilder in Canada for a long time. And yeah, right. that managed to make that work. So I'll take it, you know, you don't want to throw <laughs> that back and grab for another. And you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, Very true. but yeah, it's funny.
0: You know, the, the, the times have changed. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Man. Well, again, thank you for creating an option where I'm halfway decent, fella.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that, was good. that was good. I wonder
0: what Arnold would have thought of you. Like,
1: Can you imagine how would Arnold, let's say you show up, 1974 Olympia, when he's at his, let's he, say you show up. I wonder what he would have said to you. I wonder how he would have treated you. It, it would have, have been, been nice
0: because I'd have been cracking jokes with him because he knows I'm not a threat so it's still fun for him I think that's what people miss that I always noticed that I thought was and I don't mean this in a bad way but like when I'm when I was coming up I had a lot of really like great people support me but I used to tease them to their face I was like well of course you support me they're like what do you mean I'm like because I'm never gonna beat you <laughs> like- <laughs> I'm not a threat to you. It's like. like it's like when all the
1: pros used to be so nice to Ronnie Coleman.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what
1: I've been told. I've been told, man, everyone was so nice to Ronnie Coleman because <laughs> Ronnie Coleman was such a nice guy, and everyone helped him out and always went out of the way to help him. And Ronnie's such a good guy, and everyone loved him. And then all of a sudden, he's ten years into being nice to him, he just starts kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just, just like, like Ronnie Coleman, except for
1: the I never kicked their ass. Um. Yeah, just everything from like Flex Wheeler's, like the one that got him hooked up with Chad. Like yeah, uh, yeah hire the him, year man. before he'll help you. He'll you help you gotta hire him. next year. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Lavron giving him the vodka and the pizza. Man, right, right. try this. You'll wake up a little drier tomorrow. You know, it all started there. That was yeah. the beginning. Yep. Yeah. 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 Beat Lavron that time, and then it was like, then it was, yeah, it was on. But it just—it's funny.
0: That is funny. <laughs> See, but I'm still okay. sure he'd be nice since I wasn't a threat. If I was yeah, a threat, wow. he wouldn't have been so nice to me. I don't know. He might
1: have won the '74 Olympia, buddy.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll put that. I'm gonna actually add that real quick to my profile on Instagram. Could have won <laughs> with my 2011 physique. <laughs> well, that's Arnold.
1: I—I I, I guess. Like I don't know. I'm not an absolute expert on like pictures of Arnold, but. I, I'm pretty good at telling when I see a picture from 74 because he right. is at he's at his biggest in 74 for sure. So there's like yeah. a most muscular of him that's on the internet. It's like a classic photo of him. And oh yeah, like, I know the one. Yeah. You're like, he's big there. That's 74. Okay. And um and then I guess in seventy five he wasn't as big because he had actually shrunk down quite a bit before he decided to do it for pumping iron.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So he'd had, he did like a Kevin LeBron for pumping iron. Kevin Le- pumping iron was like the first Kevin LeBron prep
0: yeah. that anyone ever did growing into a show.
1: Yeah. Growing into a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so, yeah, but I guess 74 is his biggest. So anyone out there yeah. who's an expert, send us some pictures.
0: Yeah. I want, I want to add to this, even though it's a little off topic, but, uh, and this is not intentionally to get Ron going, Uh-oh. but, um, you're good at that though. The big difference would really be that Arnold won shows with the way he carried himself and then his physique. Like you were in second place before the show started. And then he would outpose you and all those things. And I bring it up because I went to a local show this weekend and I literally thought to myself, there's a lot of really decent bodybuilders here and no one knows how to pose. Like it was really bad. And I thought... If Ron saw this, he'd be ranting. He'd be throwing things. The Canadian anger would come out. I was, nah. but I mean, really, I was watching, and I'm like, I, I wish more people would realize how important that is, because I never cared about competing, so I wasn't great on posing on stage. I, I loved to prep, you know. But if you love bodybuilding, you got to figure that out, because this weekend it, it was the best local show I've seen in a long time. And no one knew how to pose except for one person. And it was a figure girl who obviously was just coming there to get her qualification because she looked so out of place. And even the way she walked on stage, I'm like, well, this is over. There was no one else in the whole show that way. So, you know, I really think there's there's room for somebody to do some posing seminars and stuff down here and make a fortune because it was bad.
1: Well, I have to give a shout out then to our scene here in Vancouver, because we had a show this weekend. We ran our double show. It was the Van City Showdown, the West Coast Iron Van City Showdown, open and natural, two days in a row. And the 212 Men's Pro Showdown to qualify for the Mr. Olympia. So that's what I was doing this weekend. So – uh, we got there, I got there Friday at 10 a.m. to the hotel casino where we had it all in like the resort casino. So you didn't have to leave, you know, it was a real premium show. We did it up right tanning on the third floor, you know, nice rooms, $500 rooms for two fifty. you know, like it was, it was a, it was a nice weekend for everybody. We had, you know, we had that type of thing and a big ballroom with, you know, we spent a lot of money on the lighting. We had like a lighting trust built in the room so that we could have perfect lighting, that that's was awesome. for bodybuilding, not for theater or anything else. And uh, and we really we just we just want to do the most premium show we can. So that's that's what we were doing this weekend, and it went off awesome. Everyone is saying it was, you know, ran on time, ended early, uh, both days. You know, the the two twelve pros went on stage exactly when they were scheduled. Nice. Literally, we were supposed to go on stage at noon for prejudging for two twelve. Yeah, I finished men's physique at eleven fifty three.
2: That's unheard of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's the thing that you usually working with a lot of clients. I tell them, especially the new guys, like show start, They'll start rushing you around, and they're like, "You got to be there. You're gonna miss. Oh, you know, you're not you, gonna be on stage you, at ten a.m. We is, start." And then it starts when you have a pro
1: class, when you have a pro class, you have to be on time because yeah, that's yep. part of the deal. Yeah, and if you don't, then there, you know, someone in. Pittsburgh is watching the live stream
2: yeah and
1: then, you know they're, they're gonna know if you're not running a show on time and um so you know 11 53 we had we do the f- uh, men's physique pre-judge rap you know we got let well, me take five minute break yeah and then at 12 noon bam pros walk on stage man. and then <laughs> we did the same thing at the night show we handed out the f- men's physique overall at 554 or something like that.
3: <laughs> wow! <laughs> like
1: li- literally, yeah. And we said five minute break. We're starting at six, and at and at six p.m. There's still people filing into their seats, and we're bringing pros on to pose. And yeah, it was. It went on. Aw- it went really well, man. And we were out of there last night. We wrapped up the bikini overall at seven forty five. Yeah, because we started okay. at four. Yeah. So we wrapped up the natural bikini overall seven forty five. We
0: were eaten by eight thirty. That's the magic, right? When you compete, um, <clears throat> the shows used that used to be a problem. Like when I was younger and getting like at the local level, because there was only three shows in Arizona at the time. Right. Shows would end at like twelve thirty oh, a.m. Yeah, yeah that used to be oh, the old yeah. way too. Super heavyweights come off stage at eleven. You, you can't like there's you do a whole show and you're thinking about what you're gonna go eat after the show and nothing's everything's open. closed. Yeah, like, you literally so, just go I, home.
3: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I I got sidetracked there with so excited about the show. My my point was I got to give a shout out to our scene because there's a bunch of great posing coaches here. Yeah. Oh, nice. And they make life really easy for us people who coach bodybuilders. It because makes like, like a- uh, I work with guys, I'm really a mandatory guy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna yell at you about your front lat spread. <laughs> like I'm gonna be like, dude, you have to learn how to flex your quads. Like yeah. I'm gonna say that stuff to clients. But if you want. Um, you know, to but if, if I feel like, you know, someone needs a lot more help, I'll just say, Hey, you know, well, every client, I just say, Hey, here's some guys. They're really good. You know, this guy does a lot of physique. This guy, you know, that give one of them a call, do some sessions. I highly recommend it. That's what I tell my clients. I don't force them to do any specific thing, but I'm like, get some help. Mm -hmm. And, um, and man, it is such, it shows like everyone last night like there's a lot of great guys around here locally that are doing a really good job with posing and um it really shows it at, at the at the show this weekend you know yes. and like, it's easy it's, to it's, let
2: posing go too. The bikini like,
1: it, girls, it, like the bikini girls were just all they posing like a bunch of them are posing like pros man you know man. it's easy to real, let posing
2: like, go because you are yeah. doing all this work, you have to spend all this time, you're prepping your food, you're training, everything else it checking is. in. It's easy it's to just be so dis- tired. Like, exactly. It's easy to be tired and just be like, "Yeah, it's okay." And then guess what? It's too late and you literally yeah. threw it all away.
1: And and it's easy to do one perfect round. Hmm. Yeah. But do do 10. Yeah. And and because like I, there was lots of years and, and I, I had it like, you know, not, I didn't get caught, but like felt it a bit. There is a, I had, you know, a few years where I did one call out. Mm-hmm. They pull you out. Maybe they moved one person <clears throat> once and you do another round and then maybe they do another. So you maybe did three rounds and then I'd be, I, I was put away. Yeah. Right. And I would do that like multiple years in a row. So you're like, I only really need to be able to do three rounds. And then I show up in 2007 and Ben Pekulski's there and Greg Doucette's there. And, or, um, sorry, Greg Ulysses is there. There's all these great Canadian guys in the supers. Yeah. And I believe we did eight or nine rounds.
2: Holy crap.
1: And they moved me and Ben from middle three times.
2: Wow. The audience must've been freaking out. Too. Well, it was there in Edmonton be so much- too there'd be so much energy at that show then.
1: Yeah. Like all my friends were in the crowd, man. So like, yeah. you know, and, and, but like, I remember thinking like, holy shit, are we going to do another round? Like you're standing there in your front relaxed and the judges are looking and talking and they get their pens in their mouths and you're like, yeah. just the yeah. lights
2: hot. Yeah, yeah. And it's super <laughs>
1: hot on that stage too. It was like a really, uh, it was like an opera theater. Yeah. And it had really mm-hmm. bright, hot lights. And yep. I remember standing there and, um, I remember looking over and there were some brown spots on the floor around Mm. Ben's feet. Yeah, yeah. So I knew he was leaking and I knew he would be, I mean, he's a very professional bodybuilder. He, I knew he would be like, you know, prepared. prepared. He was leaking. So like we were all like suffering. And then I remember, I think it was eight or nine rounds. And um, the best part was we stood there forever. And then the head judge looked up and she goes, Ron, back in the middle. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and yeah, I was like, yes.
1: fuck. Yeah. And she put me back in the middle and we did one more round. Mm-hmm. And I remember standing there and she goes, see you gentlemen tonight. And I was like, Holy shit. I, I think I might've just won this. Yeah. Cause you and I was like walking that. off stage and me and and me and Ben were kind of joking. And he goes, Holy shit. They worked us. Like he said something to me. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it's pretty easy when you're in your basement with a fan on you and a picture of diet Coke and your girlfriend telling you how good you look. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, and he just laughed. He's like, yeah, that was, that was, that was rough. So we kind of, you know, we became friends that morning. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> hey,
2: didn't, didn't uh Chris Asito have a, a guy at the show that you, you were saying something about that you were, you were helping him out being Chris's eyes or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, well, no, not uh, just helping like make sure the guy had everything he needed. Um, Noel okay. Adami. Noel Dami came up from El Paso, Texas, a Mexican bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, he won the New York pro last year, but then I believe he got injured. So he missed the Olympia.
3: Oh,
2: okay.
1: And uh, then this year he got second in Tampa. Yeah. So he went to Dallas and got second to Keon. Mm. So it was like, bang, bang, like, geez, man, close calls. So uh, Chris and Andrew Jack said, you got to go to Vancouver. And he's, and he said, well, I don't know, man, that's, I don't know if I can make it. And yeah. uh, Andrew, Andrew and Chris, and I believe Jose
2: yeah,
1: um, said, well, we're paying for it.
2: No kidding.
1: <laughs> and he said, okay. So Chris called me and he said, I'm sending a guy up and I need your help. And I said, anything you need. And he goes, he arrives Monday at midnight. I said, I'll pick him up at the airport myself. What does he okay. need for food? And he goes, yeah. he needs eight ounce fish and eight ounce chicken meals, no carbs at all. He that's just needs- easy chicken and white fish with nothing on it, no salt, nothing, just give it to him plain. I said, okay. So I, uh, made him a heap of cod and chicken breast, containered it all up, put in a cooler, picked him up at the airport at midnight. He doesn't speak a lot of English. Yeah. Um, drove him to the hotel, which is like an hour away and, um, or 45 minutes away. And uh checked him in, gave him his meals, you know, might have given him some vitamins. And, uh, <laughs> Make sure he's nice and dry. Make sure he's nice and dry. Right. Yes. Yes. Set set the guy up for set the guy up for a very, a very dry week. And, um, and, and yeah. And then, uh, I made sure he got to the gym every day. It was about, uh, it's about 20 minutes away. Okay. So I made sure he got to the gym and then sent him back to hotel in an Uber, you know, and, uh, covered him best, best we could took care of him, got him, you know, hoodied and t shirted and love everything it. and uh and then the show was just super tough man crazy two twelve what a it was really a bunch of great guys he looked good and um uh he wound up coming in third and I oh, saw man. the score sheets and it was a tight score sheet david Henry was second right and um uh Hus- hussein i uh, can't remember his last name damn Kalate Hussein Kalate was uh one and um so yeah, it was it was a good show, man. David Henry looked really good. I thought David Henry might pull it off, but he wound up second. So it was a tough show.
0: It's wild that he like when when David kind of like I gotta say came back, he was so not his old self. And he kind of kept hanging around, not being his old self. And I and I've always loved David, but I was like, it's it's time to let it go, dude. Like I really felt that way. And it was like, he just had to find it again. Cause it's probably different. You know, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember like when Dexter hard comparison, but when he kind of stumbled for himself and he just realized he couldn't get away with the same murder he used to. So he had to do a little cardio. Mm.
3: Right. (laughs) It was just, I
0: mean, literally like he realized he had to do some cardio and stuff. And then he started winning again and became himself. I don't know what David's deal is or if it just, he needed more time being big again. But I mean, uh, I'd like really publicly good. tell him that uh, the guy from, uh, from nowhere he doesn't care about that thought he should stop was definitely wrong because he looks nuts. It's
1: yeah, awesome. he looks really good, man. He's thick as a brick, man. He's Always got a good. look to him like the other guys all look great, but David Henry just has this extra little like. You, you know, know how I've long
0: heard? he's been training like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got to use that sound. Yeah, I was like, what is it? <laughs> I don't I'm just, know. I'm just, just trying to, trying to simulate, simulate the pop. We, we throw it was a, a of most yeah, muscle. I want to hear that sound in the background. Boom.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm, glad, I'm glad. I'm glad we got it's some time. comedy.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's going to... Good I think fun. that's
0: going to be our uh, our short clip we use from now on. He just has yeah. the and then the sound.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm a pro MC now. I MC pro shows. That's a big you. thing.
0: And you're a pro coach, in case anyone's yeah, wondering. An Olympia, oh, yeah, Olympia, Olympia coach, I'm sorry. Yeah. An Olympia coach. Yes. You've been a pro coach for a long time. Guru. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Guru. Funny. Guru. Oh, guru. I love it. Did
1: you see my little thing about gurus? No. No. I'm going to read you a guru quote for everybody just
2: oh i did see people. that yeah
1: my own, my instagram but uh where was it it's a failure on the part of the guru to understand that the tools you need to get from zero to 50 are not the same tools you need to get from 90 to 95 it's also a basic failure of their memory when you look at what got them to where they are it's precisely the traits that they're now castigating
0: hmm Valid.
1: And that's like, when I read that, I was like, that's exactly what we're talking about on the show all the time about how like most people are trying to get from zero to like 75, mm-hmm. right? That first 40 pounds of muscle yeah, or yeah. like get to the four plate bench or like most people are trying to get there. Most people, almost everyone, mm-hmm. there's very few people that are trying to go from four to five plate benches. Or right. from 270 on stage to 280 on stage. You know, there's very few people that are doing that. So uh, the information that applies, some of the information that applies to those people just doesn't matter for you at all. It's, it's right. a waste of your fucking time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what we talk about on here all the time. And, yep. uh, and, you know, be efficient with what you're putting your focus on. You know, focus is important.
2: Majoring in yes. the minor, you ever hear that term? Like oh, yeah. term.
1: Majoring in the minor,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Andrew Barry said that to me the other day. We we're talking majoring about majoring in uh, the minor, yeah, yeah. Majoring in the minor, guys who are always focused on what peptides do I need to be using to you know push things that extra half percent because those things are going to add up. No, you need to do push full legs and lift really, really heavy. Need <laughs> a lot of meat. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Need a lot of meat.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I think when you had less information, it was easier. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like, I didn't know anything when I was on like beginning to like, to try to bodybuild on my own. And I was like, okay, so I need to just eat. Like I, people always said like, just eat a ton. So I was like, all right. And then I just found things that I enjoyed eating and ate a ton. So it was, you know, fast food and all these things. And of course there were huge mistakes made, but I actually don't know that any of them were mistakes in comparison because I got really strong. Yeah. And I never, like, I never, you know, thankfully there was no social media. Like I didn't care what the mirror looked like. I was really strong and growing and growing for years. And right. then by the time it was timed, like I was probably running that, uh, one to 40 range at that point, like, right. so none of it even mattered. And then once you got there and someone kind of saw that I was serious, they kind of pulled me aside and like, Hey fatso, uh, we're going to need to slow this <laughs> down a notch Right. And this is what a chicken breast looks like. Let me teach you how to cook it. And, <laughs> and so you open a can of, tuna. Yeah. So you open a can you of tuna. yeah. But I think that like you're right, though, because most guys now, they, they aren't even to the McDonald's diet yet when they're talking about peptides, Yeah. let alone the chicken and tuna. <laughs> like- oh, wow. That was great.
1: I love that. They aren't even to the McDonald's diet yet. <laughs> because that's a phase like every hardcore bodybuilder almost has to go through
2: oh yeah oh yeah let's just oh, get
1: yeah. to 225 dude yeah whatever <laughs> it takes. You, whatever
0: that scale says it don't matter
3: get there yeah oh.
1: the mcdonald's diet that's so funny <laughs> well, i had I someone Scott. tag me i had someone tag me in a mcdonald's meme it was a like a <laughs> 90s late 90s mcdonald's ad and yeah, it was right. like i don't know what the car co- i can't remember the cost it was like 50 cent cheeseburgers or something oh hell yeah it was like something like that and they were like and it was one of the guys that i used to work the door with back in like 99
2: okay and all us
1: door guys were just hogs man like you know (laughs) like i remember like the one guy would show up with like a bag of like 30 cheeseburgers and just hand them out to all the door guys we just eat cheeseburgers and and he's like, I remember these days and it was like wow i just had a flashback like,
3: <laughs> i had this crazy
1: flashback i haven't thought about eating cheeseburgers in the coat check at one of my bar jobs for like ever yeah and i just i'm like oh man what a, what a camaraderie building experience for those late 90s d-ball here's ball your boost. five yeah, yeah yeah here's your five and your d-ball it's like three bites you know? that's it yeah At yeah that yeah, point yeah. Too, face you know? just <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah
2: it's amazing but well we're all benching
0: four
1: plates
2: there you go yes there so it is we had a bunch of stuff guys and i've got one from um i oh i do have that i'll i'll start us off with this one and then i'll pull up that physique critique Um, But for starters, this is from Patreon. He says, um, if you could choose five commercial grade machines to add to your home gym, what are they and who is the manufacturer and model? If you know, cheers.
0: Five commercial grade machines. Prime extension. For sure. Now, home
2: gym. So like you're going to be you got the room for that. Oh, so he let's just say set how much up- room he had. He,
0: he said I can
1: add
2: five. Oh, he's yeah. a okay. huge
0: fucking house.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're saying it's a huge house. It's a huge okay, house. fair
1: enough. Um, fair enough. So now he said you're adding five commercial machines to a home gym. Does that mean I already have like a squat rack and a set of dumbbells? Yeah, I assume mean? so.
0: Everybody has to start there because he wants machines. So he's not talking about
1: this. Right. So let's say you got a squat rack. You got an adjustable bench.
0: You got some dumbbells. Yep. Okay. What are you adding? I, for real, and this is because of the fact that my gym doesn't have a good one, your leg extension, that prime piece, is like my favorite in the history of the world. I want that in my home gym for sure. Isn't yours like a a model ago or something? It's it's literally perfect. No, I don't think they've changed that plate-loaded one.
1: Oh, it's so Um, good. It's it's a prime. It's not a strive. It's a prime. Yeah, but I don't think they've changed it at all. I don't Good. Think it's cheap. Why would
0: they? That'd be stupid. Yeah. Um yeah. that. And then um this is so bad. Like my whole gym is leg equipment. <laughs> That's what I mine want is. their I want their seated leg curl too. Yeah. Oh yeah. The pin loaded one? Their seated leg curl. Yes. Yes. Got it. Yeah, you get that.
1: the pin you get the pin loaded one and then you, you just use the adjustable cam if you want. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: So those are those are my two to start, and I'll let you guys roll through some now. I had to have those.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I would definitely do um, some kind of squat machine, Uh, maybe just a pendulum at this stage Um, or a hack, a a hack, a hack would be an option. Um, But you know, a pendulum is a little bit easier on the body I'm finding. Yeah. Um, So uh, and, and torture on the quads. So there's a little bit of a like shift in that, in my mind, Um, a belt squat. Those are also great. So, i I think I might go with a belt squat i think I might go with a belt squat and a pendulum think about the plates
0: pen, like you pendulum, don't need as many plates you don't need very many
1: plates um and then you got the extension and the curl, so yeah. legs are like totally covered for me with those pieces. I don't even need a leg press. I know that's a departure from what I would normally do, but I'm just thinking like at this stage, right, right.
2: I have so you gotta add I already have most of it, what I, like what I want. Yeah, I, I bought it. hack but and a press
1: is awesome. You have a hack and a press, man. That's a killer.
2: Like yeah, hack and a press and then the extent you gotta have an extension and curl if you're gonna have those. Yeah. So I've got yeah. those. Yeah,
1: you need you need two compounds and then right. a curl <laughs> and agreed. an extension, and you're set.
2: <laughs> and I can literally, if I want to, just do a workout on those four machines, you know. Oh, so yeah. I, oh I agree, yeah. legs, but some stuff that I I would like to have some type of a, of a row, some type of a seated yeah. row of some type, because there are days that, I mean, I have like, so I have my pull down and it's like a pull down row, cable row combo, but I'd like yeah. to have a machine row of some mm-hmm. type. I really like, it's not the DY row from uh, Hammer, but there's a row, it's kind of like a pullover. There's the one where they have the close grips, That you pull down like that high, the high row. But then there's another one where I think the handles are closer together. I'd I'd have to, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. The handles are real close together. And when you pull it down, it just, it feels like a, a pull down. That's kind of like that pull over movement for me. It'd be perfect. So, but it's a hammer row, I guess I'll just say a high hammer row. I'd add that to the mix with all that leg equipment and then I'm good.
0: Strive used to
2: make one like that where the, um,
0: the handles like moved like this so when you came down you could actually pull them out a little bit if you wanted to or it was old old school but uh
2: awesome piece
0: there's a a place place out here
2: uh, uh rtb used to be called raise the bar they had to change their name for legal purposes He has a bunch of Strive machines over there. I guess they don't even like have make parts for those anymore. Now he was saying, like his the the guy from uh, Quads called him, and he was like, as far as I know, you're the only other gym that has the overhead shoulder press Strive machine. What do you Mm -hmm. do for parts when it breaks? And he was like, oh, he has to get them made. I guess basically at this. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but they're cool machines, man. I love Strive.
1: Yeah, yeah, because like Strive, um, the company went under. Is and that what the it is? Company that was making their stuff was a manufacturing company. Yeah, they were making their stuff. Yeah, and right. they said, "Well, how much? I- we're just gonna buy the blueprints off you, and we'll." just keep making it ourselves so they did that and they changed the name to prime
2: and that's what prime is and okay? that's what I they didn't are so was it's exactly the
1: same manufacturer but huh. they did make a few things like they upgraded you know a few things so the parts aren't all identical but the designs were and yeah. remained right. for a long time yeah 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 i went to that factory and had no to the factory yeah Where's I, that I, at? Like, there's, a, there's an episode of mutant on a mission in like season two where i went to prime
2: huh where is it
1: franklin franklin pennsylvania
2: okay it sounds yeah. about right. I feel like it so, should be there or something. I don't know. Blue collar, yeah. hardworking.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just in this like industrial area. And uh, it was cool. They had this laser cutter, you know, like there's a plasma cutting, that steel. And I saw, so like, sick. you know, just I, I hadn't been in one of those manufacturing facilities before. So seeing like the powder coat room, like they're just like leg presses just floating, pieces of leg presses just <laughs> floating through a powder coat room. Or you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. and yeah. Getting, and, and it was just really cool seeing stuff brand new. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not even assembled yet. Like just seeing everything brand new and it was awesome. They were really cool guys. And that was a crazy trip. Cause have you, you guys ever been to rural Pennsylvania?
2: Oh yeah, I have. Yeah.
1: Well, that was the year 2016. I went there and when I came home, I told all my friends, Trump's going to win the election. And they said, really? I heard on the news. They say, there's no way he's going to win. And I went, I was just in rural Pennsylvania and he's gonna fucking win. <laughs> and That's everyone funny. up here, all the all my friends, no matter what their political leaning, just no one believed me. Everyone's like, oh well, I mean, like, he can't win, he won't win. Because yeah, they probably. remember, I mean, you guys remember no one fucking <laughs> but I came back from Pennsylvania and I was like, dude, I there was a Trump sign on like <laughs> every single lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and business windows and 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 just everywhere. And I was like, oh man. And then I you just shocked. thought <laughs> I just thought the clueless urban elites are obviously out of touch with what's going on. Yep. And and that that was so funny. So that was and, my and, that was my that was all when I went to see Prime. That was like my experience. And I went to the Civil War I went to a Civil War graveyard and right. at like yeah, and then there's like the um you know, the revolutionary soldiers buried there and stuff like from whatever 1700 whatever year that fucking was like yeah. it's crazy and there's trees growing through like tombstones of of soldiers and it's just so crazy yeah. and then the, my friend who lived there had a bunch of cannonballs that they had found in their fields
2: no kidding like
1: real civil war cannonballs so it was like wild so
0: anyways you guys got some cool history down there <laughs> he did some visiting. And I was with Ron when that election took place in Vancouver in a mutant mansion.
2: Oh, no kidding. <laughs>
0: yep, we were all sitting there. And I'm like, this is a funny place for an American to be when this is happening.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, I've got some, uh, this physique critique here. And this is from Gus. I'm going to put a couple pictures up and uh, I'll read his message here. Dude is absolutely peeled. As you can see, he's in really good shape here. Uh, I'll just start with these two to begin. Let me blow them up Mm -hmm. a little bit here and tell you what he has to say. And I've got some more pictures, I think, too. He says, uh, hi, my name is Gus. I stand at 6 one Currently 176 pounds, stage weight was 160, and I've just turned 18. I've been seriously training for just under two years, and I'm approaching the six-week post-show mark after competing in my first-ever show in Classic Physique. He said, "Um, not only do I have an immense passion for bodybuilding, but I'm obsessed with the lifestyle, pushing myself to the absolute limit every single day. And I thrive in the monotony. Um, it's been only a dream and ambition to stand among the best classic pros in the world. Having recently competed, my coach and I already have identified weak areas. Areas uh, I, I'm not even going to mention them because I'm going to let you guys pick those up. Uh, and he says, uh, thank you guys for taking the time. And I wish you and your family nothing but the best love from down under Gus. So Gus is from Australia. Well, first off, Gus is 18. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Here's a couple more shots here, too. Like, awesome. Yeah. That's bonkers. All right. You said you had a a
2: couple. That's only one. There we go. I was working at it. Here's a weird double. All right, you Gus guys looks away. awesome. He's peeled. You know, he is peeled. That's a six he weeks post peeled. show. These pictures, yeah, that's great. So,
1: first of all, um, on the twelve band equalizer of good genetics, he is doing <laughs> very well.
2: Yeah, on several of them, you know.
1: Yeah. So the his body fat levels are really low for six weeks post show. Like if if he's if this is half genetics and half just keeping it together with diet. Yeah. that's really good
2: yeah his it's arms great, are really good great physique. you know? well, i was gonna, say, arms, I was gonna yeah. say
0: limbs
2: are awesome yeah yeah
0: because like if you really look like when when i look if i look first at the arms and then at the legs and then i come to the torso i'm like okay there's where we need to work
2: yeah you
0: yeah his mean, long arms long legs and it's not that it's bad it's just the other things are no. so good so it's funny that his you know,
1: his torso is still way better than eighteen.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. No. And then we'll his, go, arms going, like, his, his arms are like his arms are like
1: twenty his arms and legs are like twenty four Yeah. inches. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, plus look how long his,
0: they like when you have long arms yeah. that are also that big and separated. Like yeah. I don't actually like Gus if I'm being honest as <laughs> a jealous man. And you can Um, say the
2: same thing about the quads too, considering he's over six foot to have, you can tell that his quads are going to keep billowing out. You know what I mean? He's got that shape. A good layout.
1: Yeah. There's a good quad layout there. Like the muscle is going to grow in in wherever the muscle is. That's where it's going to grow. And he's going to have a really good set of quads, man. Yeah. And he's got calves. He's going to have a great set of calves. You can tell they're, they're just going to fill out on him and start bubbling in. You're right. Dusty. I hate Gus.
0: Yeah. I'm not a fan. Um, so, so I don't, I don't mean to like, I, I hate when someone asks for the critiques and then I have to go with a weak answer, but Gus, what you need is more years of doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, just I don't to look at this and, and say, you need to hard. do X. You're
2: doing like, something wrong,
0: you know, just keep like doing what you're doing over yeah. time. I mean, of course, it's not that I can't see the things that can come up, but at 18 years old, Mm -hmm. The thing that'll that'll make those things come up is time. Just keep doing them. You know, I love when people say, oh, you know, you could use back thickness or something. You're already doing everything you need to do to get that. I'm sure of it. You don't have a physique like that if you're not. Right. So just keep going. I I wouldn't pick apart your program at this point and try to find the answers. Just do more. I think sometimes for a guy that's as, as gifted and disciplined as you you're seeing how good other body parts are and then you're then turning and saying this body part is weak and that's not the case it's the other things are so good
1: (laughs) just just because you have something that's going really well doesn't mean there's any problem at all with the other areas right that's just as fast as they're going to grow and they'll they'll get there keep training them pressing flying rowing pulling
0: down side laterals overhead that's all you got to do just do that. Let me, let me throw up a, <laughs> a picture of me at 25 that you are annihilating at 18. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's impressive, man. And, and I I love hearing the discipline part. The only thing that the old man in me that has to bring up to any young guy coming up is make sure you're taking all the things you said you love about bodybuilding and applying them to other areas of your life so you can make sure you're successful. Mm. You know, business, my, my, school, whatever it is yeah. to make sure you have a way to pay for bodybuilding. Um, and and if it works out that you can go full time and just bodybuild, that's great. But I really hate to see someone that has a great future because you're driven and have the mindset to do this. Make sure you're applying that to other areas as well. So you can be a success both in a physique and in life, you know? So here's my advice to him because he's 18. And it's, we'll call
1: it bodybuilding advice, yeah. but... We'll see. My advice to him is he needs to go register an LLC right now so that he has a corporation. Yep. He's going to need it because there's going to be all sorts of crazy opportunities coming up for people in general and it's good to have a corporation. This is my money guy's advice to people. Hmm. Secondly, he needs to get a money guy and set him up with some investments so that every month he's got money going into a fund. Or something. Yeah. Start like now you're when you're 18. With this. this is good. Start when you're 18. Yeah. When you are 30, you are going to be laughing. Yeah. So 40, laughing. So start young. That's my advice. You want to be a bodybuilder? How much money you got?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that is the Period. truth, isn't it?
0: It you is. Know, it's, it's, it's a true thing though, because I, 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 we all get this when someone someone will ask me, "Is is growth hormone worth the money?" I'm like, "Well, it depends on how much money you have." If you have plenty, yes. If it's going to make it to where you can't eat food or pay your bills, no. <laughs> it's relatively simple when you step back like that. You know, I don't think a Lamborghini is worth the money if you're poor. But if you're loaded, why the hell not? I, have, I had a client tell
1: me once, he's like, how come you told me not to use growth hormone? But then you've got your other guy, he's taking growth hormone. And I was like, because you're broke, dude.
0: <laughs> there you go good answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. I was like that was dude, how I, that's how I didn't I, run growth for a very long time. <laughs>
1: it's not worth it, man don't worry about it. yeah you're a young you're a young guy getting your shit together. don't worry about it.
2: You know I will tell him this because I know he wants something right that guys that have really good arms sometimes have a harder time growing their backs like their gift is also their curse. I've seen right. it a number of times. Guys, that, and 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 I'm just I'm not saying like so what you need to do is this. What I'm saying is mm. just be aware of that. Be aware mm. that for whatever reason yeah. your arms have grown fantastic. Like they're probably taking a lot of the load in your pressing movements and in your pulling movements. So just keep that in mind and maybe think to yourself just to see having your be- the back of your head like well, you know it, how much of this is bicep right now, you know? Right, yeah. Yep. Yep, that's excellent advice. I to do a whole segment,
0: uh, Scott, uh, at some point separate from this, breaking down your, your back growth that you did that year. Because I really think that's cool <clears throat> because I've seen a lot of people tell me that they brought something up. It's very rare to see, like, you, the pictures that you sent us. Yeah. And I was like, what? You know what I mean? And the changes weren't, like, like the changes visually were insane, but what you did to find them, I think is something people don't do.
2: Well, thank you. you that know? means a lot coming from you, Dusty. So thank you very much for a guy with your back. I, I appreciate that. Mine was luck, <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs>
0: that's funny. We
1: had dumb a few luck. more
2: things. We actually had a lot of stuff, but we'll, we'll get through what we can here. Um, so no question. But please here have a talking point on the next show about Good why point. nobody is talking about Hottie repeating. Everybody is saying Samson, Nick, Derek, which I am uh, a fan of too. But Hottie really never misses. If the guy comes in 2% better than last year, I think he keeps it.
1: Well, that's a great point. He has a great point, And he's totally right. Most people are not talking about Hottie. And I I think it has to do partially with the fact that he isn't terribly accessible or mm. active, mm-hmm. um. And you know the 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 language barrier. Like he's not like he's on social media talking to American fans, right? Yeah. And I think that that's just a big part of it. Um, people's reality is what they see, and people's seeing and reality is this, you know. So. It's just, um, it's just how it
0: is. I think I would add to- And he's a little older. Well, I was gonna say, you look at Hadi, what could improve? It's very, very hard to imagine. I mean, Mm. to me, he was flawless. And if I look at Samson and the rate of improvement there's very, very good odds that Samson is going to bring us something we've never seen from him before. So I think the excitement of that makes people wonder, well, what would this new Samson look like next to essentially that hottie?
2: Yeah. Right. It's a good point.
0: And, And we don't know the answer to that, obviously. And I can say this, though, too, since we were at the Olympia last year, although it doesn't seem like it, everyone in the room was very happy when hottie won last year like that was who people who know bodybuilding wanted to win being at the show i'm not talking yeah. about fan favorites that just love the guys they love but people who are true bodybuilding fans yeah were like he I mean, awesome. we talked about after pre-judging we're like he should win and there was a lot of argument that he wouldn't because of what ron just stated which you know i'm so glad was proven untrue because obviously that would be bs because our sport should be about what you bring to the stage but yeah i think that that's a lot of it and we are seeing a lot of crazy improvements from these guys that are posting that hottie's not showing now it doesn't mean he's not doing it though i mean what if he what if he pulls a ronnie and walks out and you go oh okay that's a lot more than two percent better yeah (laughs) like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, none of it matters until they walk out anyways. That's what I've learned in my years of watching bodybuilding, especially yeah. now with social media. Like, I believe nothing I see on Instagram. I'm like, ah, we'll see.
3: Yeah. Oh, we'll hey, see who Scott. looks like
0: what. <laughs> I I just sent you a picture of hottie.
2: Jesus.
0: Oh, I sent you one of to Arnold, too, when we were talking about Arnold.
1: But I saw yeah. that.
2: There, was no, there wasn't there was a point because you, you guys changed topics. So I, I didn't bring it up. This is freaking nutty.
0: That was the Olympia last year, right? Yeah. It looks like well, it. Well, that's yeah. what it says. It says on the yeah. caption.
2: Yeah, this yeah, is just what,
0: nutty. That's what I mean by that, though. Like, wh- where where are we getting better? <laughs>
3: like, you know, I mean, I noticed his left side
0: of his beard's not quite perfect, but other than that, I mean, I don't see any way to improve. Um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, mean, hey, maybe, I'm sure, I'm sure Hadi doesn't care. Yeah <laughs> perfect. There's the, why did we talk so much when that's all you had to say? Hottie. I'm sure Hottie. I'm sure Hottie <laughs> oh yeah,
1: talk away. Talk away. Yeah. You know? Right. <clears throat> Hottie don't give a shit, man. He's squatting seven plates. He's loading up those. Have you seen him train legs? You see how many My favorite is the lunges. In?
0: I think the lunges is the part last year when he was doing like four oh five with walking lunges. Four five lunges. Like, Walking like I don't for any of you who have like think about how heavy two twenty-five is for walking lunges. 405, never. Yeah. Wouldn't even think about it. I would take it off the bar. You out of your mind? I just gonna lunge that real quick.
1: Well, just a s- strength aside, just think of like the stability required to lunge, period, and then factor in maximum loading. Like it's not technically the you know, in my eyes, it's not technically the best thing to do risk to reward ratio, but maybe the reward has been worth it. Like, look how he looks. Yeah. And you just like, like, man, <laughs> it's like, you can't criticize. You think, geez, four or five lunges. Like, damn, like something goes wrong. Like, I don't know. But you know, at the same time, you're just like, what a monster. Yeah. Acido was talking about, about, um, he said, Kamal does stuff like that to people. Just, just blows people away when he, when they train legs with them you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's funny.
2: All right. How about this one? We've got a kind of a serious note here. Love is just bodybuilding. Thanks for all the great content question for the next show. Have you ever had a client that had a significant emotional <clears throat> moment like a death in the family of, of the family member um, while going through prep? If so, uh, how do you coach them? And, um, did you have to change your coaching strategy? Oof.
1: Um, you know, I, I mean, man, I coached a lot of people. I, I don't, I've been coaching people for like 24 years, so I'm sure I've had some big ones, but I just can't remember any immediately. I know like breakups and stuff that was like common, yeah, you know, divorces, things like that. Yeah. Like I I knew, yeah, I dated or, um, dieted some people through their like divorce and stuff like that. You know, I'm just going to keep going, man. I got six weeks, you know, fuck her. That type of thing
3: yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> but I mean like I also try to not get too, into like you know I don't want to get involved in people's personal lives, you know I mean obviously I want to know if they're going through something crazy like you know as a coach, yeah. but like you know I don't know are you doing okay the biggest, get your cardio yeah, the, done okay,
0: let's move on the biggest thing is if they're if they're if things are working I mean at the end yeah. of the day like it, are they still changing yeah because The the only thing that I have run into before, uh, because I'm the same as you, Ron, like I I try to keep things on the professional side, uh, like very, but if I see something, I'm like, hey, I'll literally tell, I'm not trying to get in your business, but you, I've trained with a long time. You don't cheat. You don't do this. You don't miss cardio and your body's not doing what it's supposed to do. Is there something I don't know? And then it's, oh, this happened. And then, you know, we'll look and I'll say, listen, here's where we're really at. You're you're obviously cortisol and lack of sleep or whatever else is going on. If this doesn't click through, we have to stop. Because it's, it's not going, we cannot, you can't work your way through this. And I've done that myself, 2012, the worst I've ever looked in my entire life. I was going through a bunch of BS at home and... I decided I was going to do it anyways. And I was perfect. Didn't miss a step of cardio. Didn't miss a meal. Didn't nothing. My body was terrible. And I remember Mm -hmm. like getting to the end and then I saw the pictures and I'm like, this blows your mind how much that matters. So that's the only thing I would say is if it's affecting your ability to see the results, then you you have to pull out. But other than that, like I have no issue. I know a lot of people call this terrible advice. If you need to, Leave that in the rear view and just focus on bodybuilding to get through it. Go ahead. Just remember that when the show's over, when you're sitting backstage, it's all going to be back in your lap again. So at some point you're going to have to handle it.
2: Yeah. Right. I, I ask like I have a little questionnaire that I ask people to fill out for me every time they check in. And it's all the basic stuff like where's your appetite on a scale of one to ten? Uh, you know, how is your strength in the gym? And then I'll have, you know, did anything happen this week that would throw things off? You know, like getting sick or you know, having to do extra work, stay late or whatever, you know, additional stresses. And so people would usually tell me pretty quick about if something was happening and i feel like i'll i'll talk to him a little bit like maybe i'm i'm guessing like this is hypothetical but i've had people well like let, let, let's take a guy that i'm working with who's doing a show december 6th i think it is and he just moved like him and his wife they which is not the same as losing somebody you know but it is a stressful thing they say that oh yeah some of the top stressful things the most stressful things a human being can go through are moving Uh, losing a loved one, losing a job, going through a breakup, losing a pet. And I think there's a couple more. But moving's in that category. And I flat out talked to him about it. I was like, listen, you know, we're in a really good spot right now. I know that we're ahead. We have eight weeks left to go. Have two cheat meals over this next couple of days. Don't worry about your cardio because you're going to be doing plenty of it anyway. And just Uh if things aren't 100%, they're not 100%. And just kind of prepare them for... Things aren't going to be perfect for a moment here, you know what I mean? But, but like you said, Dusty, it's like at the end of the day, we do need to make progress. So, man, if something was really terrible, like you are gonna, if you lose a loved one, you are gonna, it's gonna take some grieving, you know? And yeah, for sure. If you need to do that now, then you know that's going to be more important than the show. You can't. There is some things you can't just turn off, you know? Yeah, well, there is always another show. That's what I like to remind people. It's like there is always another show.
0: So if you are working. If you have to work around things yeah, um, because you can't go through them, I think you got to rethink. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah. What else we got? Yeah, we had a few more here. I'm just going to grab one randomly. Um, let's see here. Oh, this is like a gear question, I, ha- I guess. Guy has pharma oxandrolone and quality tested winnie um to save on costs would it be an okay idea to take like 15 milligrams of each um or 20 and 10 instead of just instead of 30 of the var i say go for it
0: yeah i mean i think the the one of the things that i i really try to remind people is uh stop asking permission see what happens like, I, we're not we're not pretending it's the same thing and i'm not like trying to tease him but like think about it like we all know it ain't the same thing but i think they're both great so who cares yeah like, go ahead see what happens you know what i mean i think that that's kind of what ron talks about with the overthinking on things sometimes yeah like if, if you're in a point where you're th- considering that financial adjustment then it's a good move go ahead you know oh jed's here one sec let's all do say hi Hey, Jay! Oh, home. a nice kiss for Dad. He's been. Did he come with you, or did he stay home with the pet sitter? Uh, no, he was uh,
1: in the hotel with us. Oh, nice. cool! Yeah, because nice. we we didn't come home. Like I left Friday, and I stayed in the hotel the whole weekend, right? Right. And um, we had a dog friendly room, and Emily brought him in with her, and she kind of handled him, took care of him. She had him at the West Coast Iron Booth at the show. Nice. Oh, that's little- cheating to get everyone to your booth. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the little, sitting in his little house, to his head up, you know, just saying hi to everybody. Did you anybody
0: with a the the purchase
2: show? of a t-shirt? Yeah. yeah um- <laughs> did you meet anybody that listened to the show? Anybody that came up to you? and was like, Yes. Hey, yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So I had several people, like, like a lot of the competitors backstage were like, "Love the podcast. Love the podcast." That was very stand. Like I heard, you know, a couple dozen times that's cool. And and I'm 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 always surprised when local people, people that are local to me, yeah. I'm surprised when they listen to it. I'm like, don't they get enough of my bullshit just being around me? <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> for sure. So like it's not it's not for some reason it's not weird to me yeah. that there's, you know, thousands of people that watch, but it's weird to me when like people I see every day are like, "Hey, good episode." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "You watch the show? Like it's just hilarious." It's just a, I don't think our brains are just you know it's just weird but um i was up on stage just about to start the show i was kind of looking at a list you know a list of names and this guy walked up to the, this the stage and he's like hey ron can i get a picture before the show starts I Just really want a selfie i'm big fan of yours and scott and dusty and i love the show and i watch all the all of the think big stuff and i was like yeah sure man so we got up on stage and took a selfie and that's cool and then it was funny because you know, I was outside loading the truck up at like 11 o'clock at night or whatever time it was, you know, mm-hmm. um, after dinner, we had some teardown to do. And um, some guy pulled up. I was loading stuff into Emily's car. We we're just stuffing the vehicles full of, st- of uh, stuff. And I was loading something to Emily's car. And some guy drove by his window down. He goes, hey, big Ron. And I mean, I just assumed that he was at the show. Yeah. Right. Oh, this would have been, this would have been like 830 before we went for dinner. I assumed he was at the show, and I was like, oh, how'd you like the show? And he goes, what show? <laughs> and I go, oh, I thought you were at the show. He goes, no, I'm just at the casino here playing some cards. <laughs> no kidding. And I go, oh, okay. And he goes, oh, was there a big show? And I go, yeah, we had a big show. He goes, oh, no, I just recognized you from Rich Piano videos. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> <Yeah>. kidding.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I was awesome.
1: like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, man, big fan. I loved it. I love the mutant stuff, you know, and then he drove away. Yeah. Ron that got like that when like we onion. were
2: in when we were in uh, Columbus. It was before you were there, Dusty, and we were walking over to get a burger, and someone like rolled down their window, and they're like, "Hey, what's up, man?" <laughs> I was like, funny. "Who is that?" He's like, "I like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's just Mr. <laughs> celebrity out there. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'm just kind of a big deal, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Who's that? I don't know.
1: I don't know
3: some guy. Okay. <laughs> 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 that's all right i've
2: got i've got one more here because it's important um so i'm gonna throw it up here so he says um i've listened to a lot of the podcast interviews with people that have worked with chris aceto i hear them talk a lot about the nutrition in peaking etc wow so for me
0: chris never had anything to do with my training um the only thing he ever said, because I've, I've told the story before, but I asked in the very beginning and I'm about to, thankfully, Ron's been swearing all episodes I don't have to worry about messing this up. Um, but I texted him and I said, uh, hey, is, do you have any advice on how you want me to train? And he responded back. He said, yes, train fucking hard. Send. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the only thing he ever said about my training. Um, and obviously, based on the fact that he never made any adjustments. I assumed that I was accomplishing what he needed. Like he didn't see anything, you know, drastically off of my physique that he thought he needed to suggest changes in, uh, in training. What about you Ron?
1: Yeah. Chris never told me how to train. He asked me how I trained. And, uh, we talked about like, we talked about training in the sense where I'd be like, uh, he'd be like, yeah, I remember I used to go to the gym I, you know, we were getting ready for the Arnold. I would go to the gym with Mike Francois or we were getting ready for the USA's. I would go to the gym with Mike Fra- Francois and I would just hang out while he trained mm-hmm. and, and just watch him train and watch his muscle move. And, and he goes, he goes, you know, he goes, that was, that guy was a, he was that guy was that, you know, it just uh, all the answers to all your questions are in Mike Francois. He's like, he <laughs> trains so hard and so yeah. much demand of himself Hmm. And heavy and you know slag iron style training. You know he's rack dead doing rack deads and deads and squats and you know just yeah. all all the hardest shit. And he just said Mike Francois would just kill training partners. Hmm. Yeah, they just he break. Like, yeah, they break. Like people can't. And he's like, and then that's why he was, um, you know, he's bigger than everybody else and had the thickest legs and had the biggest arms and you know like that's why he was a freak and. He just said that Mike trained real hard. So, so Chris, Chris and I would talk about training and all it did was motivate me to train harder. That was how Chris contributes to your training. Right. Hmm. Like really, you know, like, Hey, well, you know, how did your coach help you with training? I don't know, but I'm, he told me a bunch of awesome stories about Mike Francois. And then I went and smashed it in the gym. <laughs> Ron probably read probably more, those
0: in the parking lot before going into training. Probably
1: more beneficial than actually giving me a program. Yeah.
3: Right? Yeah.
1: So that's, yeah. that's a Chris, Chris is, Chris is different. Um, people that want spreadsheets and decimal points and weighing their salt. And um, it's just, it's not going to be him.
0: That was the same with, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't want to ignore the gear portion cause it'll look like we did that on purpose. Um, so here's another example of why people focus on the wrong things. So I worked with Chris for I got a, great one too. a million shows. Okay. And during that time, a few things happened that really set up to me. First thing was leading into my first shows with him. Um, I'm using the long lasting esters. And I said, Hey, Chris, uh, we're, we're coming up on four weeks out. Do you want me to switch these to water base? And he goes, why? I go, I don't know. We're, we're four weeks out. He goes, how do you look? really good. He goes, then well, why would we change that? I was like, it's a good point. He goes, yeah, we're not ever going to change that. And I never, and this won't be for every client of his, yeah. but I never used propanate ever with Chris in my entire career. yeah, Not yeah. once. Siponate the whole way. Um, he was just like that. And then the other thing that I have to point out is, so probably three or four shows deep we're, I mean, weeks out from the show. And I'm taking test and Mastron, that's it. And we usually have Trent in there, and use like one show we had Anavar, and I said, hey Chris, do uh, you want to add anything for the gear? And he goes, oh, what are you taking? So I was like, oh, you don't know? And he goes, huh? Oh. So I sent it to him. I go, you have me take this. He goes, Hey, oh, yeah, You look fine. Don't worry about it. That if was you it. didn't,
2: like, if you didn't, he might ask. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing that's, is like you look good, so he wasn't worried about it. But if you didn't look good, then he might ask, that's, right?
0: That's exactly. What. So, so I think that people need to get that though is the
2: fact that also
0: I worked with the same guy for all these shows. And if you were to look at my diets all side by side, if you were to look at the drug cycles all side by side, if you were to look at the cardio all side by side, you'd think I had multiple coaches because he only based decisions on results. Yeah, and so. I'm sure in earlier preps, he's like, ah, something, you know, he saw something in my physique. He's like, you know, we should probably put some Anivar in there, you know, or we should probably add some of this, or we should take some of this out, whether it's food or whatever it was. Yeah. And on those preps, that was it. So I did an entire prep with not a single oral and two drugs. And that was the whole thing. Good. I got to the show and that was, I shouldn't say it. There was four IUs of growth and that was it but I really learned a ton from him. Cause it was like, these are the things that got, that there are rules on that you have to do. And you must take these and you got to do this. And we did not do any of those rules when it came to drugs. We knew those rules with food. I had preps where I was eating six pieces of toast every morning all the way to the day of the show, you know? So that's the biggest difference with Chris was everything was based on success or failure and current situation. Now, yeah, what's happening today? Your body yeah. says it likes this. Don't change anything. Yeah. So what about you, Ron? Yeah. Um.
1: I remember one
0: time I when I first hired
1: Chris. I think it was two thousand nine. Um. After the nationals, we got talking, and um, that was when I said, "Hey, I'm wondering if you'd help me." And he said, "I've been waiting for you to ask for like four years." <laughs> and, I go, and I go, "Yeah." I go, "I think I want to give it a try," and um. So he just goes, well, clean out for a while and, I don't know, email me in December. Okay. I was like, okay. So I just like, that was it. And then in December, I just emailed him. I said, hey, what's up? You know, Nationals is September or whatever, August or whatever. So, you know, do we get rolling for next year? And he goes, yeah, what do you have for gear? And I said, oh, I've got Sustan on and this and that. And he goes, uh oh, take, take a sustenon and, and send me pics in 10 days I'm we'll just see where you're at. <laughs> That's, so <laughs> Chris. That's so Chris. <laughs> so I took a on and yeah. I gained eight pounds in 10 days. And I sent him another set of pics. And cause I'd sent him pics on the first email, right? I sent him another yeah. set of pics and he's like, yeah. ah, yeah, well you're bigger. So take another one and send me pics in 10 days.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then go. I sent
1: him picks again in 10 days. He's like, okay. So let's, I don't know. What else do you have? What do you like? I was like, I'll throw some EQ in. He's like, yeah, throw some EQ in. How much you want to take? I was like, 300. He's like, okay. Send me picks in 10 days.
3: <laughs> like, that's
1: Chris, man. That's yeah, Chris. No. What do you look it's like? Crazy. What do you look like in 10 hmm. days? Oh, we have a trajectory. Okay. Yeah. We're moving. Don't change mm-hmm. anything. He didn't even, and he's like, I, I think we we're working together for a while. And he's like, what are you eating?
0: <laughs> that like, I was up sixteen
1: pounds. I'm up sixteen pounds, and he's like, "What are you eating?" And I'm like, "This." He's like, "Okay, yeah, you know, gotta eat a lot, big guy." Let's just see where goes. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry,
0: but when you speak, I hear Chris's voice say, "You got." I can hear it lot. too. I can. <laughs> eat,
3: I can hear it too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's
0: just. I remember. Where, I remember.
1: I remember I started with him and I remember like after a while, I was like, Oh, he guides you into the show. Mm-hmm. He's like walking beside you and he's like, Oh, watch for that curb. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, watch this door here. This door here gets sticky. Yeah. Good. Okay. You're good for a bit. Like, like, you know what? If like, that's the best analogy I could think of is like, he's walking with you through the prep, but he's
0: not like, all over you about every little friggin' thing yeah yeah no that's i think that's the big gap too is you um when you're a lot of the things that that people online think you can't do this or you can't do that um chris definitely taught me that none of those things applied right. you know um i re, you know again a lot of the questions the first preps you know what about this what about that and you know, I've told this a million times, but I, I will never forget asking him what I was going to eat the last week for the first Proud Together, that Chicago yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, that story. And he goes, me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, so I was I'll, like, I'll bring something." He goes, I don't know. So I just brought all the food because yeah. he said he didn't know. And then once I got to know him, I realized that whatever I would have brought would have been fine. He would have worked with it. I yeah. didn't need to cook everything in the history of the world. But I thought there was like a Noah's Ark situation, so <laughs> I brought it all. I, uh, <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll,
1: I'll, send, I'll send Scott a picture, and I got a story. I got a, I got a picture and a story. I got this a great. picture to go with the story. I got a picture to go with the story. I got to go to my bodybuilding folder. Yeah, uh-huh. He's got a
2: bodybuilding folder.
1: And I got to see I thought I had it. Ba, 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 ba. that's yeah, pretty much what i've here. heard
2: about chris it's everything you guys are saying is what i've what i've heard i think if you were
0: ocd you like like truly like were some of those people that needed to be know everything you yeah, wouldn't like to yeah. work with him because you'd lose yeah, your mind i could see that <laughs> he's not putting me in a box i want to be in a box <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: you know what phase am i in So that was 2010 North Americans. Okay. 264 pounds. It was one of my best looks ever. Mm -hmm. Um, But so he comes to the hotel like seven in the morning. And um, he's like, uh, he's like, well, um, he goes, you look peeled, man. He's like, but you're pretty flat. (laughs) <laughs> We're just looking at him. He's like, ah, he was, uh, and he just looks around the room and he just <laughs> grabs my water bottle and he holds the water bottle up and he just kind of looks at what's in it. And he's like, drink that and, um, have another meal and we'll just get, just get you, you know, just get things moving and I'll, yeah. I'll come back in a, in an hour and a half. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I ate a meal and I drank like, it was probably like 750 mils of water, drank it. And I immediately felt like, oh, okay, like it's a good idea, yeah. you know. And yeah. then he, he knocks on the door and I open it and he's holding the brown paper bag, and he's like, "I saw George Farah buying these, and I thought <laughs> they must be for the ultimate secret to getting super full." And then he he opens the bag, he goes, and he looks in the bag, and goes, "It's got to be a gram of sodium in each one of these." And he hands me this big like apple fritter covered Ooh. in icing and he goes have one of these so i ate the whole thing i just sat there and talked to him and i ate it and then we yeah. talked for like 15 minutes we chatted just bullshitted he told me stories like about jay and ronnie and and then he just stops and he goes hit some shots so i stand up and i could going find the light and i hit some shots and he grabs a bag he goes have another one so i <laughs> ate so another funny. one and he goes, you must be up like 400 grams of carbs from those two because they were they were like 200 gram <laughs> carbs. They were like
2: loaded with <laughs> sugar too. And- they
1: were like covered in thick icing sugar, and they were like bombs, man. Yeah, and then probably 300 carbs out of in two of those yeah. easily 150 mm-hmm. carbs apiece. Man, they were big. I was breaking off big pieces, like, and and I drank another like liter of water. Yeah, and then I went and weighed myself. And I was like 262 and I was like 258 like that morning. <laughs> yeah. So I put on like four pounds because I ate, I had another meal and everything. I put some weight on. Yeah. And then I posed again and Chris is like, he was in my room for a couple hours, posed me a couple times, talked. And then he's like, you're going to be, you're going to be fine. He goes, have one more meal and I'll see you down there. I was like, okay. okay. Nice. And that was my morning. And then prejudging was at like, I think I was on stage like two in the afternoon or something. It was like one of those North American shows, of you know, noon or something. I can't
2: remember. Yeah. yeah, Okay.
1: But it was a two day show. I remember prejudging was Friday, final Saturday. So, um, yeah, that was it. George Farah. I saw George Farah. I was walking down the street and I saw George Farah in the store buying these. And I thought they've got to be the ones Kai uses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <All> these- <laughs> it's amazing. That's a great story. People and are gonna anybody love it who worked too. with our uh,
0: anybody that worked with Chris for an extended period of time, I think, can agree that the best part of working with Chris is the three days in the hotel before the show. Oh like, I, that's I all you in.
1: Here's one oh. last little bit. I had a little bit of apple fritter left, and I walked downstairs for pre-judging, and I was eating it while I was walking through the back, and Ben Pekulski looked at me <laughs> as I walked by. And he goes, is that a donut? And I go, yep. And I ate it. And then, and then he saw me backstage and he's like, what kind of donut was that?
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> is that a donut? You know, I've known good um,
2: bodybuilders who wanted to work with Chris, like guys who are really good. And he's told people like, mm, nah, you don't need me. Like he mm-hmm. only he, he said no to he said no to people that I know he likes too like people that he talks to on a regular basis. But he's felt like you really don't need me. You don't need my help. You know, right. so he, he doesn't
3: need. Your yeah, exactly. Yeah, he Doesn't need that
0: part.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's what puts him in. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons why he's the way he is. He doesn't need your money. There's nothing yeah. he'll ever do. There's nothing he will ever need to do to get money from anyone. Yeah. And he's doing this because he loves it.
2: Yeah. yeah that's the best way to be yeah. a coach too you know what i mean he it really he told
1: goes. me he told me about a couple people that emailed him like yeah you know the guy that won the dallas show or whatever like yeah emailed me and i'm like well what am i gonna do you look great yeah
2: that's what he said to a couple of people i I'm know like,
1: yeah he's like i look at like how many shows have you done you know, the last 10 of your shows your glutes are like shredded yeah. what do you need me for what do you want from me yeah
0: <laughs> i i had the reverse though because when i when i reached out to him Scott, I, I reached out to him. It was back when RX Muscles thing. I didn't know how to reach out to him, so I messaged him. I'm like, okay. no name kid, yeah. So I was, I kind of like, I didn't want to go into the detail because I have people do that with me. I'll do anything, and all the BS, and they're all full, right? Shit. So I just sent him an email or a DM, and I said, hey, here's a couple pictures. I know I'm not on the level of guys you work with, but I, I really want to do whatever you say and see what happens. So he literally sends me back. He goes, that's fine. It's three thousand five hundred. And he sends me his uh, address because, guys, you don't understand this. Back in the day, we had to mail money; it was crazy.
3: Um, <laughs> mail so as
0: money order. <laughs> so as soon as that came to my e- like to my phone, I saw it. And I went straight to the bank. I grabbed a money order. I went straight to the, the post office and I overnighted it. It was like twenty six dollars to overnight it to him. Yeah, uh, from Arizona to Maine. And the next day, I get a call. My phone rings, and he goes. Dusty, this is Chris Aceto. And I've never spoken on the phone before. I go, hey. He goes, don't ever waste $26 mailing me money. I knew you were fine with it. Let's get started. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> like, but I wanted him to know I was serious. Like the moment I saw the total, I was like, done. Go get this money. Send it off. And uh, best decision of my career without question was sending that DM. I've had some DMs I shouldn't have sent, but that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Slid into a lot of DMs in my day, but that was the best result. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, lots of, uh, you know, he said to me once, the prep is free, I just charge for the jokes. You know? <laughs> that was one time he said that. He <laughs> said you know?
0: oh, so. that, that part is very true, though, with him, because I, I did have that where one year... We just kind of ran into another show. And then I was like four weeks out, and I realized I hadn't paid him. Yeah. And I was like, oh my – so I, I texted him. I said, dude, I haven't paid you yet. He goes, oh, I just, just give me something at the show. So we got there. I just brought him some cash and handed it to him. And he goes, thanks, and put it in his bucket. Never looked I, at it, never counted it, never I, asked what it was. <laughs> just, I, <okay. laughs> I,
1: like how, I like how Chris will just come to me with the most random thought, and I don't know where he's going with it. You know what I mean? Like, he'll be like, like just the other day. And he doesn't say hello when he calls. He FaceTimes randomly. And when I answer, Mm. he just starts talking. So I just, I answer. And he goes, remember when Ronnie Coleman was on Jay Leno? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah? And he goes, you would have done a much better job representing than him on the microphone. And you wouldn't have been in your posing trunks. I was like, what are you talking about? And, he, and then he goes, was that that was Gina Davis next to him on the couch, wasn't it?"
0: I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I'm just dying. I'm like,
3: what are you talking about? <laughs> you're like doing
0: something, you know. You're busy. This is just get a yeah. random call. It's, it's funnier. It's funnier because he's busier than all of us, <laughs> and he still makes that phone call. <laughs> Uh, he, he called me the other
1: day. You could tell his kids are kind of like running around. They're talking and stuff. And he's got like a sticker in the middle of his head. No. Like It's like one of his kids like put a sticker on his head, and yeah. he just didn't bother taking it off. And he's talking to me deadpan serious. You know, I I tell Andrew, you know, I'm flying to see you, and he's just telling me a story, and he has a sticker on his head. I never mentioned it. He never mentioned it. <laughs> I was wondering... I wonder if he's waiting for me to mention it. So I didn't mention it. I just talked to him for like 10 minutes. left it alone. He's like, how's Noel doing? Did you get him to the gym? How much do I owe you for Ubers? And he's he's got a sticker on his head. And I was like, I'm not budging
0: on this one. I'm not budging. (laughs) I know what you're trying to do, and I'm not falling into the trap. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. we, could go for we could go for episodes on I know, this. I guess we should probably cut it off. Sorry, guys. That was pretty good.
1: We did like <laughs> 90 great. minutes that one. <laughs> Are we going to wrap that? <laughs> Let's that wrap fine.
2: it. Yeah, that
0: was good.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, remember, everyone, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring that bell. Ring Damn. that bell. And remember, I am mutant.com. Got to go. I am mutant.com. Get your iso surge, the best tasting protein ever. The peanut butter chocolate's Perfect. my favorite ever. Get your all in, and everyone should get on the gear. We've been saying yes. this for years, Dusty. Men, will, men, women, and children, all on the gear. I know, board. men, women, and children, all on the gear. <laughs> all men, women, and children on the gear.
2: Right, Scott? Of course.
1: Can you show us what's on your desk before we leave? Or oh, is I can't do that. A, Not if we're going to stay on YouTube. Yeah, that'd be a problem. That'd be a, a problem. Be a problem. <laughs> okay, I'll show you my gun. <laughs> <I always> oh <forget. laughs> yeah That's a massage gun, YouTube. Easy, easy. And also packing. Okay. <laughs> Thanks
3: everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding.